Hey John, how are you, hey, man? How's it going? Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to, yes, to do sir. this with us. Not a problem. Turned out to be such a great day, we can do it outside. Yes, Plus, after the weather we've had, this is a blessing. Isn't it nice? Yes. This is a great ad for Waco. January in Waco, folks. Come see <laughs> 65 it. 65 degrees. Chamber to pay us to sit this thing out, right? <laughs> right. Tell me about, uh, just tell me a little bit about your, your story, where you're from, uh, where you grew up, how you got to, uh, you're all, in, I'll say you're the project manager for our, our on-site job here. We're building out here in West Waco, our bank building with RBDR. But uh, just how did you how'd you get to there? What, where did you grow up? What's your, what's your story? Well, I grew up in Waco, Texas, born and raised. Uh, North Waco was home. Grew up, uh, father was a dough mixer at Mrs. Bear's Bread for really? 30 years. Yeah. Mom was a homemaker. Yeah. And uh, we just kind of lived the life, never really gave much aspiration to college outside of that. That was kind of in the Hispanic culture when I was at that age. It was, you finish high school, you go to work. Where'd you go to school? I, I graduated from Waco High School. Oh, really? In public school here in town. Yeah. Uh, that was in 93, graduated in 93. Uh, my father, he did encourage me to do my best in everything that I did. He always instilled in me hard work integrity do just always outwork the next guy yeah and make yourself valuable to the company and so those are principles that i've applied to my life but from there i i being a typical young adult uh tried to live life doing my own thing and struggled really realized i needed something better than this uh getting later in life chose to attend tstc through and taking their architectural draft and design program oh, yeah. uh, married my wife Got hired on at RBDR. Been at RBDR ever since 20 years now. Wow. Uh, we've, I've basically worked my way up through RBDR from the entry level draftsman position, actually intern. They, yeah. They hired me as a temporary intern basis. They liked my work ethic, my teachability, uh, what I offered to them, even from an inexperienced person. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was never overbearing. It was always in humility. Hey, this is what yeah. I'm thinking, and. It was just like a match made in heaven. The the firm there has just been nothing but supportive. They've taught me everything from the ground up. Yeah. Uh, took me under their wings. Grant Dudley, one of the principals, uh, initially took me under to help me understand construction better than I had already yeah. had an idea of. And Keith Bailey has now entrusted me to project project manage uh, these projects as your bank here. Yeah. Uh, taking it from the ground up taking it through construction documents and all that but uh, I, I've enjoyed the transition because uh, where I started at RBDR was back in 99 did a lot of basic learning just yeah. a lot of basic learning and then things really started taking off for me when Bernadette Hookham another principal there at RBDR yeah. took me under her wing when the McLennan County bond passed in I believe 2009 mm -hmm. and our was awarded a majority well all those projects that McLennan Community College built yeah. oh, wow. and uh, I got to be a very very uh, integral part of the Michaelis Academic Center yeah. and also the Science Building and Emergency Services Education Facility uh, being able to be a part of the design team from the very beginning was really amazing and then Bernadetta allowed me to come to job meetings and learn 
customer relations and how yeah. to deal with the client, how to deal with the contractor. Remember that we're a team. And the business at, of the business. At, yeah. at the end of the day, we want the best project and the best product available for our owner for their money and to serve them well. Because of your coming up through the company, do they kind of use your experience to mentor and train new people, it sounds like? Definitely. I've actually, uh, sometimes to my chagrin, they, uh, they always tell people, go to John. Go yeah, to John. Yeah. Because they know they've trained me the way they yeah. want things done. And uh, it's become now my way because I've adapted things even past what they, uh, they, they had shared and wanted from me. And I've built on that, you know, as far as keeping up with the latest design requirements by the IBC building codes yeah. and energy codes and things like that just keeping every, everybody up to date on that stuff and taking the younger people and just trying to help them understand that you can work your way up through this company if you give it your best that's really rewarding when you can work with a young person and see them grow and all that isn't it definitely yeah it's a lot of fun you know in this project it's a little different for us because when we're involved we're typically a lender in this case, we're the consumer, you know, it's going to be our building. But I'm not sure um, I even understood. I came from a, a contracting background before I was in banking as a, you know, growing up. But I'm not sure everyone understands the relationship, the different roles between um, the construction company, the builder, and the architectural firm, and, uh, and you know, the contractor and the architectural firm. And then, of course, you have the end end user and of course sometimes you have a lender in there that's kind of following that process but why don't you just tell us a little bit about kind of how that flows who does what and how that kind of and when a project like this goes up and I guess it gets back to what your title is project manager what does that really entail well we take your dream the owner's dream and it, it may be a dream business that they want to start or create or it may be out of necessity of growth we just have to expand or we need to build a new facility and we say, okay, well, let's put a program together and start piecing together what it is you want. What are some of the things you're needing? And as architect, we're really there to listen, take as much information down about you as possible so that when we do provide our concepts and our schemes that we've taken into heart a lot of what yeah. you've told us just kind of it might not have been an important like hey i need this but it's something that you've really stated i really like this per se and so you're brought in in the design phase yes sir and then uh you know that ends up coming plans for which you we you know people put out bids and and and, and all that and then uh once a contractor selected what role do you play in the building and and monitoring of the you know what's your responsibility in there is it just depends on what the customer heart the end user hires you to do? Do yes. they sometimes just hire your plans and the builder goes build it? Or do they, you know, what's the terminology for the role you play uh, in, in monitoring and the build on site and that type of thing? Okay, the, the term that we use in our office is construction administration. Okay. That is another uh, service that we provide to the owners that it is at their discretion to hire us yeah. and follow the contract all the way through to the completion, certification, everything. And from there, what I do is I become your liaison, your go-between yeah. between the contractor and you. Uh, I pretty much handle the job and try to diffuse any issues that might arise. Obviously, if they're uh, contract altering or have huge financial strain, we, we approach you, the owner, and say, hey, this is what we're dealing with, yeah. but this is what we need to do. You know, I could give a, a 
testimonial for your firm on the building that we built, our first building, Lake Air and Bosque. Um, we, we had a number of experienced bankers when we put that deal together, but none of us had, we talked about it, none of us had ever built a facility. So that was our first opportunity to actually build it. You know, this was going to be our operating facility and how we wanted the departments and the flow of the customers, all that to work together. So we spent a lot of time thinking about how it wanted to look, how it wanted to flow, and what aspects, if, you know, kind of one of those things, if I ever built our own building, what would we do differently, that type of thing. And we spent a lot of time on that. And then when we met with your firm, we sat down and, and I mean, it was about two hours. And we just, we, we talked for an hour, and then they started asking some questions. And like, uh, we were, at the time, we were in a little shopping center and it had a porch element to it that we never had before. And we ended up a lot of times, because it was big open space, a lot of conversations were on the porch. Sometimes the best conversations, that's when they're like, you know, walk out the porch and that's when they really, you know, by the way, I really, and I was like, man, we had some great conversations on the porch. And just with some of our, our backgrounds, we thought that was really cool. So um, we said, we want to keep a porch element. And, uh, and then we're on a corner of two, a busy intersection, and then the question came up, well, where do you, which way do you want to face this thing? You want to face it this way, face it this way? We're like, well, we want to face it on both. We gave them some pretty unique challenges. And the interesting part of all that is um, when they brought, presented us with the first plans, I don't know if I've ever told anybody about your firm this story, but when they presented us with the first plans and they laid it out with a kind of a wraparound porch with doors on both sides, they really faced it both ways and, and elements, the deviations from that first plan were really, really very minimal. It was amazing. We were just like, that's it. You know, we made a few changes here and there, but we still had that first plan. It's just amazing how much it didn't vary from that first site. And then when we came over here and did this, uh, you know, it's been uh, 10 years since we built up the building. We wanted to keep aspects of that, we wanted to keep the same look and feel for branding, but we wanted some newness to it too. Um, and y'all incorporated that really well. You can tell, obviously, when you look at this building, it's the same company, which is what we wanted. But there's some features of this building that were a little different, and I don't know if you've, we've talked about that, but uh, anything specific, and it kind of goes back to what you all do, anything specific in that conversation, I don't know how much of that you were involved in or that you've heard us talk about, that is incorporating a lot of what we did at the old, but it's a little different here. Well, as a matter of fact, I was a draftsman back in that original, oh, so really? I worked on the really? original Bosky branch, and so it was just a, when this job became available in our office to manage, uh, it, it became a natural transition. You know, Keith Bailey and Bernadette Hook, and we're like, John, this is right up your alley. You have uh, familiarity with Eric and Todd, and yeah. uh, we believe that you've worked with Janet, the interior designer, and so it was just like we're just kick, getting the gang back together again, and we're going to yeah. do something bigger and better. And here we are. And what we took from that facility to this one was we wanted to still keep with the mission theme, yeah. the Spanish style, with the top, uh, clay, uh, concrete tile roof. We wanted to have uh, some of the architectural features you just don't see in buildings anymore. Yeah. You know, you'll see them on the fiberglass brackets that are yeah. up top to uh, mimic the old wooden corbels. That well, that reminds me that one of the challenges we gave them. We wanted to have a Texas look. Mm -hmm. We didn't want a complete Spanish look, and we didn't want a hill country look. We kind of wanted something uh, mixed, and uh, someone's told me that it... Um, it ended up being kind of a Mediterranean style. And, that, you know, and, that's, really kind of and that's where it kind of went. It kind of yeah. evolved into that to where we didn't do the little Spanish twirls and yeah. things of that nature. It was more Mediterranean looking. And more like the buildings we'd see. We'd taken pictures in the Austin San Antonio. Yes, they kind sir. of had that kind of old buildings, rounded windows and things. They, the uh, One of the features I love about this building is um, the height that y'all built into it. It has, it's pretty dramatic when you come over the hill there from West 84. But uh, it looks like a three-story building. We're going to combine parts of people from 
three locations. We have a little branch out here we're going to close, and then we have an annex building. All those people are going to move to the second floor, and this will be kind of our headquarters. So we have people moving from three buildings into one. Of course, we'll keep our Lake Arambosky location, and, and people will stay there, but uh, that's going to put a lot of people in the same building together again. That's always nice. But uh, because we did that, we ended up with a second floor, and some of the features you have with the staircases on both sides, one of them goes out to the roof, and one of them kind of has an atrium effect. It really kind of gives it a three-story look. It makes it look bigger than it really is, but it has a great look to it. Well, the, the part that drove the three-story look, if I recall, was uh, the request that you had a walkout roof service. Yeah. Because you didn't want anyone having Going to climb a, yep. a scuttle. Yeah. And it's like, well, the only way to have that is to truly add yeah. a third level yeah. and allow for that walkout. So we, we did that, and one unique feature here that I think your clients and even your employees are going to love is the atrium. Yeah. Just kind of the openness of it. When everything gets finished, you get all your computer or your TV monitors up, the yeah. light fixtures, everything just kind of comes together, and it's just it's yeah, going to be a real elegant feeling. We're going to want that to be a gathering place you yes, know, sir. for our customers and even the community. They can use that, uh, have a nice coffee bar in it and all. But it's, and then the second floor up there, it's open to the first floor so I was kidding someone the other day when I need them I'm just going to kind of step out of the office and yell Brandy is Scott up there you know I'm not sure they like that very much but any other features that come to mind that are I noticed just now uh, first time I'd noticed uh, you brought some of the stone elements from the outside into the lobby area that's a little different just we, wanted to, make we wanted to tie in the exterior of the building inside because sometimes uh, we the inside can be looked totally different yeah just from color schemes and textures and yeah. things of that nature but we we're like well let's bring some of that mediterranean look that that style into the building yeah and so we brought in some of the stone in the at the entrances yeah wrapped it along one wall on each entrance and we all did that in other building just did features to make it interesting and not plain it's tying you know? the exterior to the outside or uh, interior and one of the things, I think it was one of y'all's suggestions that we ended up replicating at the last minute here, and then we'll get off our building and talk about some other projects you did, but uh, when you stand in our lobby, we have a glass window that looks from the lobby into the drive through and of course that means you look into the outside. It makes the lobby so much more expansive, which you don't have the noise from all that because it's closed off, but you can stand in our lobby and see all the way through to the drive through into the cars and outside. It makes it pretty expansive, and exactly. we, we replicate over there. We really like that. Yeah. But enough about our bank. Uh, you've been doing this long enough. There, man, there's so much going on. And I know y'all do work outside of Waco, but I mentioned this because that's our primary market and people can see it more. Uh, any particular projects? You mentioned what the work y'all done at Community College. Any particular projects that come to mind that either you worked on or that y'all are, uh, you think have either neat features to it or neat stories? I mean, there's just, when I go into your firm's offices, you know, you have pictures up there. Of course, I didn't know that y'all done some of that. There's some cool stuff. We, we have, and we've been very fortunate. Uh, we, we were a part of the design team for the Waco Convention Center renovation. Yeah. We were, uh, we joined ventures with a firm out of Dallas. Uh, the name slips me, Hanfeld, Hoffer, and Schofield, I believe. I, I wasn't real a part of, in line with the communication with the, that yeah. party, uh, but they, we worked together and we created that convention center, which really has transformed the way commerce is done here in town. We're bringing in a lot of uh, conventions and things because of the new and improved facilities. Yep. Yeah. We did the Waco Chamber of Commerce. Oh yeah, it gets uh, a lot of attention. It, it gets a lot of attention. Outside of Waco, we've done something that we got some awards on here in the state of Texas, 
the uh, Hampton, Illinois Library in Oak Cliff, Texas. Dallas, oh, really? In Dallas, Texas. And that was really nice because it was a lead building, which means it was sustainable green building. Yeah, energy efficient. Energy yeah. efficient. It was like the top tier. That was when all of the lead stuff first came out. Yeah. And we followed everything to a T. So, uh, Bernadette in our office had to get lead certified to prove that. And we did an adjoining elementary school, Jimmy Tyler Brashear. And it was just cool to tie those two uh, features in that Dallas community. I've seen a drawing, uh, I think a young man I know that recently joined your firm was involved in some way, so he was telling me, I'm pretty sure y'all are done. Today I drove by the 25th Street Theater, 25th Street Theater has yes, been leveled. Sir. Aren't y'all doing the design work for that? We are doing that for the city of Waco, the fire department. It's kind of sad to see that gone. It's the first time I've seen, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was obviously, you know, the building didn't have a purpose anymore, but it was such a part of Waco's history. You know, Elvis went there and all that stuff. You heard <laughs> so much, but uh, now it's, it's raised and it's just flat, and I know I've seen the picture, uh, what's going up there, they're going to maintain a little element in the, in the design to, as a reminder that it was yes, a theater. How, is it going to be a, what part of that is the... We are going to have some administration offices, Yeah. Uh, City of Waco, I believe fire administration offices out in that building that's on the corner. Yeah. We're going to try to repurpose the 25 Street Neon that was on the yeah. original building. That's uh, in storage right now. We're going to try to work with a sign guy to refurbish that. Yeah. And we're going to try to tie in some of the elements into that administration building and then tie it into the main firehouse, which will be behind it more on 26th Street. Yeah. Uh, and so it's going to be a neat design. I know a lot of people were kind of up in arms about tearing down the old 25th Street yeah. Theater, but it was unfortunately just unsafe yeah. to do anything. Yeah. And and for the city, it was not practical or feasible to try to reuse it. As we wind up here, John, uh, what um, you know, we talked about the general business aspect of, of what you all done have done over there and your involvement because you've come up through the company as the company's grown. What kind of things would what kind of traits qualities do you think that you've experienced that y'all try to carry on over there? that'd be valuable for anybody listening that's running, managing a business, you know, some of those traits, especially as you try to convey those to the younger people that come in, you know, what, what makes it work? What makes a business work? What makes it successful? You're a client services business, you know, your, your product is your creativ creativity, your design, it's time. Productivity is a big issue. I mean, what kind of things come to your mind when you say, you know, to be successful in this business or any kind of business like ours, you have to do what? What features come to mind? First of all, from each individual's personal standpoint, character. Yeah. Got to have character. You know, because now, what does that mean? As, mean a, as a practical day, what does, uh, practical means, what does that mean today? To have character means you are a person of your word, which means when I tell Mr. Todd Moore that I'm going to give you the best I can give you, yeah. I mean that. I'm giving you the best that I can give you to serve you. It comes with service. Yeah. Uh, it comes with integrity. Being up front with you, with there might be potential hiccups along the way, not trying to mask or hide and then spring it on you at the last minute. I, I, I believe that's where being open and honest and just straightforward with people can help you a lot further. And I believe that that's helped me because I try not to sugarcoat things, but I do it in a way that makes them more palatable to accept. And so I think character just understanding that nobody has to be standing over your shoulder to give the client your best yeah you you have it within yourself to give it your best 
you know, and especially in your business, but attention to detail is yes, such sir. a key thing. And then, and not only doing that, but communicating. You know, it seems like as a lender, so many times that we get involved with a project, construction project, that ends up, you know, not not turning out the way one had hoped. Communication would have solved 90% of the problems, 95% of the problems. Either changes aren't being communicated, um, and and what's really unfortunate is that sometimes people are doing the right things, and maybe for the right reasons, but they didn't tell anybody, they didn't communicate. And so they end up, and they're like, well, it was right to do it, but you didn't tell me to do it, now it's a surprise. Yes. I would think y'all get into a lot of that. I know we y'all have a construction manager here, and you all uh, have weekly meetings. And yes. have a, there's a punch list, there's everything that goes on that list. Uh, the construction manager here for Biltwright's done a great job. Um, in fact, we had a great construction manager on site. Uh, uh, Masonic Company built our other one, and when we were either fortunate or smart that we had good people because they just were on top of everything. You couldn't mention anything that they hadn't already known about, followed up, and that follow-up saved so many problems. And in every business, it just seems like it's a simple thing, but uh, it's something worth talking about a little bit. Well, it's kind of what I mentioned early on is it's a team concept. Understanding that we, the contractor, the architect, the engineers, our consultants, we are all a team to provide the owner the best product available. And sometimes that means we kind of have to step on some toes to yeah. make things right, but there's a, a, a real comp uh, complimentary way to handle that. Yeah. Mike Denial has been excellent out here. Yeah, Mike's he, great, isn't he? He, he? he is definitely being great manning this job, and you know, I, it's been a joy working with him. I don't recall who worked on the other project, but you know, it just knowing that he's brought to attention things that we might have just not had the foresight to see. I'm, I'm embarrassed because I know the guy. I, I, is, is it Jim? Is Jim Carpenter? Jim? Eric knows his name. I can't remember. I remember that he recently passed away. Oh. But uh, man, he was he was really good. And uh, of course, Masonic they did a great job, and, and they were on top of it. You know, they, you couldn't have a Coke can on his site. You no. know, it was, it was clean and all that. And, and uh, Aaron runs so, a tight yeah, ship over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they really do. Uh, but you know, also in working with the younger people, this really kind of dates to start sounding like older generations, but it's funny, even in our shop, uh, just the, the productivity and work ethic, you know, expectations are so kind of almost humorous. Uh, you know, now we, I hear our people talking about uh, not putting too much work on our credit analysts, you know, these packages have to be ready, but let's be sure and give them time and blah, blah, blah. Frank Alexander was my boss when I was at another bank and you know, we had director's lunch with me on Friday morning at 8.15. He might walk in your office at 2 o'clock on Thursday and say, I need this worked up and whatever. And I said, when's it going? Uh, tomorrow. He didn't care. But God bless him. He's a great guy. He's like, he didn't care. I was like, oh, well, that's going to take a little bit. You know, I was like, yeah, well, let me know if you have any questions, you know. So it's just a different mindset, you know. It, it is, and it's, it's hard because you being an owner, you're trying to juggle those yeah. Those personalities, and I've experienced it with the younger generation. Because I have deadlines, man. We we do, and it, it there have been evenings that a week that I'm at the office till 10, 11 o'clock yeah. at night, and we got people leaving at five, and it's like yeah. you realize your work still has to get done. <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> you know, I know you want to leave. You try but, to encourage it without sounding like such an old <laughs> geezer. You yeah, know? it's like the deadline's not moving because you want to leave at five, and yeah. so the work ethic is definitely something that is to be challenged had one young person vent some things to me and uh, I said well what are your career goals and 
they shared them with me. I said, and how long have you been working? And they said, oh, about three years. I said, so you want to achieve your career goals in three years? I said, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny story, uh, one, of, one of the guys, a banker, was on the Federal Reserve Board in Dallas. I think, no, it was the Federal Reserve? No, no. Maybe the Federal Home Bank. Anyway, one of those organizations. Pretty prestigious organization. And uh, he said that one of their uh, the management there told them at a board meeting that one of their best, stat, best uh, potential hires for... Um, it was an entry-level professional job, but it's you know it's a nice job, and and really the important part. This was one of their best hires. They really wanted to hire this person, and they were down to the walk around, showing them the facilities and everything. And at the last minute, he said, uh, "Now you do know I, I work flex days. This is like his first job." He's like, "Sorry," <laughs> and they said, "I only work Monday through Thursdays. I'm off on Fridays." Wow. And they said, "Well, that doesn't work here. We work Monday through Friday." And he said, "Oh well, I'm sorry. I shouldn't apply. I I, I don't do that." Wow. And the side, you know, it'd been easy letting go. That was their best candidate, you know. So they're just trying to, they're trying to manage and, and all this expectation. In regrets, uh, local boys staying home, San Waco. I mean, I kind of did the same thing. I grew up about 50 miles east here. Uh, I guess I'm kind of leading you into, you know, early on in my career, some of my friends that went on to places there I thought it was crazy. But uh, now it's not too bad a place to be at our age. Any regrets? No, wait, no, no regrets. Uh, coming from a Hispanic family, a Hispanic culture, families, everything, yeah. and all of our family was here. Yeah. Uh, had had some family in the Dallas area that wanted me to move up there to experience the big city, and yeah. I, I just got, I hooked up with RBDR, and there's no looking back, yeah. and they've been more than fair with me, they've taken care of me, and they've been awesome to my family. We usually try to, we make light of the younger generations, but one of the things I think they may be getting right is a uh, they tend to go where they feel like they're going to be happy and enjoy their lifestyle, and then they look for a job. And my generation, we went to where we felt like we could get the best job, you know. Where, and, where uh, you were going I'm, to not, I'm not sure the they best. don't. I mean, pursuing happiness is usually better than pursuing dollars. So they probably got that right. <laughs> well, if they could find a job. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Well, John, we really appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. your work on this. It's always a joy working with you. Uh, we're getting close to wrap this in, wrapping this up. I think they're talking about maybe March. Yes, might move in, so that's exciting. Well, we look and, forward to it, and we I hope would, that would, you enjoy it. I would think a fun part of your job is you get to actually see for a long time the benefit of your work. It's hard it's there. You know, I worked on that. I worked on that. You know, that's and that, pretty cool. That is part of what drew me into this is I loved art. Yeah. And I said, well, how can I actually support a family loving art? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be the starving artist. Yeah. I, I want to be an artist that can put stuff down. And so I took this and I said, and now I can drive around town and see where. Yeah. My my part of the team had an impact on the community. You have kids? Yes, I have. And you can three bore children. your kids for twenty years. I worked on that. Yeah, I worked yeah. on. They don't care. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> exactly. one day they will. Exactly. When you're gone, you know, and when they grow to appreciate it, I'll yeah. be dead and gone. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate it, yes, John. Thank Always. You. Okay. Yes, sir.